You're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. All right, welcome back to episode one of season two. How do you like the new intro? Does it sound tacky, better, or worse? <laughs> Oh, by the way, you're also listening to a new mic that I especially bought for this season too. So I hope that the sound quality will be much better. The sound distortion or the background noise would be much more filtered out. For those of you who just tuned in for the first time, welcome to Love Life and Millennials, a podcast that is designed for us to share stories about millennials. Initially in season one, I want to uncover stories from my fellow Indonesians in China. But as I get more exposed to new people and widen my network, I decided to broaden the scope. Right? I want to make it into English so that first I can reach more audience, but at the same time I can also reach new speakers. There's just so many Indonesians in Shanghai, right? I will run out of the numbers very very soon. But in light of that, I have already prepared one Indonesian speaker to kickstart our second episode. But don't worry, even if you don't understand Bahasa, I will be providing some brief English translations in the end of the episode. So don't be discouraged, just stay tuned. All right. We're talking about making new friends. As someone who have spent almost one third of his life abroad, I think one of the most essential skills to have is to be able to make friends. Right. Because you'll be arriving at a new place, at a new environment that is totally unfamiliar to you. No matter if you're working with colleagues or you're studying in a university with your other classmates, one of the first thing that most people want to do is definitely to make friends, right? I believe most of us are social beings. We like to at least have someone to talk to. We don't like to be alone all the time, just playing with our phone or playing with our laptops. Even better if the friends are from local. Maybe they can introduce us to their food, culture, or just some good places to visit. Right? You know, Instagramable photos. And most of the time, I think this is also very true. When you have been outside of your country, overseas, for a long time, sometimes when you go back, you would feel disconnected. Right? Even to your old friends, you probably haven't met them for like months. So unless you are very very close to them previously, you would more likely to feel distance just simply from the topics. You have missed out a lot of gossips. Some of these friends have already dated some of other friends, and just the dynamic of the community have has changed over the time when you were away. So I believe that most of us would find ourselves in a social situation when we feel helpless, awkward, and just seemingly unable to penetrate through the group, right? So that's why in this episode, I just want to share briefly about what I usually do in this situation. I wouldn't call myself an expert in making friends, but at least I know that I usually, like seven out of ten cases, will be comfortable at reaching out to others and talk to them. So this is gonna be a real story that I did back in 2016, when I finished my university and just landed on Indo, right? Can you imagine? I have been away for four years. Most of my high school friends are either nowhere to be found, or were also already abroad and studying or working there. So when I came back, I felt like I have no one to befriend. But luckily, at that time, I was reached out by a very old friend of mine. He was also a former church friend, and he invited me to come to his church. 
And so I said to myself, why not, right? At the time, the only friends I have were my colleagues, my workmates. So I figured adding another new circle wouldn't hurt. So I was actually involved in this church a long time ago when I was smaller. And that's why on the first time I came, I immediately saw familiar faces. But I was 158% sure that they would have already forgotten me. And so I decided not to bother with them to, to be, you know, in Indonesia, we call it SKSD, so it kind of means ah, how to translate this. It's kind of hard. Pretending that you're close to this person, like saying, hey, long time no see, do you remember me? I was that kid five, six years ago. Probably that's the best translation I, that I could give. <laughs> But anyway, I decided to just went along. I stick to this one friend, right? Because he's the only person that I know and a couple of others, but not as familiar. And anyway, he was the one who invited me. So I kind of want to hold him responsible for myself. <laughs> Anyways, after the Sunday session, we had a lunch and that's very critical because that's the moment when you can talk, right? When you sit in a table, you have at least two people that you can talk. No, no, sorry, three people. The one to your left, the one to your right, and the one across you. And so, of course, I said yes with no hesitation. But there's one problem with this church community. They like to talk before they eat. Normally, after a Sunday session, you would have thought that they would just immediately go to a mall or to a restaurant or a food court, right, to grab something to eat. But no, they would just stand in front of the door and talk and just greet each other. I guess that's good and friendly stay in touch and keep in contact and stuff like that but as someone who knows no one around himself that was one of the worst moments that was so awkward i don't know what to do because this friend of mine is already in some other small circle and i wanted to go in but i don't know one right and i haven't found the opportunity because it's always hard to just suddenly butt into a group of people and just say hi Can I join you guys? Something like that. Maybe I think I could do it now, but back then I was also still not as shameless as I am now. But yeah, long story short, after like almost 30 to 40 minutes, we finally agreed to a place. Ah yeah, this is also something that we always fought between this 30 and 40 minutes interval. People just seemingly unable to decide on a restaurant. That was so frustrating, trust me. <laughs> I was like, whatever, just go and eat. So yeah, we went over to a mall and I still remember we had ramen and I took the chance to get to know more people. As I said, my left, my right and the one across. So at least you have more presence in the group. You're no longer bound to this one person who invited you initially, but now you have three others to grab and talk to. And then the next thing that happened is that this church would usually conduct small group meetings during the weekdays to have a more in-depth discussion and sharing. Again, I accepted the offer without hesitation because I know if I want to make friends here, I need to know more people, right? And the rule of thumb is usually for this kind of meeting, you don't want to be late because you want to come early and greet people as they come. So it's always best that you already sit there and every newcomer, one or two guys, it will be much easier for you to greet them, right? Even for somebody who is extrovert like me, I still find it hard to go to a bunch of, what, six to seven people and work my way from there. I'd rather go to one or two people and then quote-unquote use them as a connector to the other groups. But unfortunately that day, I forgot what happened, but I came late. So when I arrived, it was already a full house and ugh, 
I don't like the feeling, you know, when you open a door and then there was like 15 to 20 people just looking at you, <laughs> all eyes on you. Don't get me wrong, I'm an attention whore, but not that kind of attention. <laughs> and so yeah, I sat down and waited until the session finished. Luckily, after the group meeting, they still want to go out and have a late night snack or sometimes whole meal. <laughs> and so, of course, I accept again, right? Because that is a chance for you to get to at least note another three people, left, right and across. But that day, I was also trying my best to find one thing. And I think this is something that you can also apply, is for you to find the alpha of the group. And when I say alpha, I'm not being sexist, it can be male or female. Basically, you need to find someone who is dominant out of all the others. It is very easy to spot this kind of person because they're usually the one who talks the most or is the one who makes the decision where to go or he's just the most friendly, usually talking to you. That's the best part. But otherwise, just observe. Who do you think stand out the most out of the group, right? And once you've found the target, if there are multiple, work on one. Try your best to see whether you think you can strike up a conversation with this person, especially if this person is the connector. Why? I think this is not hard to figure out, right? When you befriend the alpha of the group, he or she will most likely introduce you to the rest of the pack. Especially if this guy is also super extroverted, he will basically pull you over to the others and say, hey, this is the new guy or this is the new girl. Shall we get them to eat here or shall we get them to eat there? And so that's what I did. I figured out that there were two alphas, males, and then yeah, I waited for the right timing when he's when there were not too many people around him. I think at the time it was only two people. So I got myself together and say hi to him. We exchanged small talks like, yeah, the usual, what's your name? What do you do? Is this your first time here? Something like that. And my bet was correct. During the night when we had our late night snack, he immediately told the rest of the group about me, you know, being the f being a newcomer and how I got there, that I was from China and blah, 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 blah. And you got the exposure that you want, right? That's a big leap because now everybody knows you. It is already way, way, way more easier, especially if suddenly one of them heard that, oh, you were from China. What did you do there? That's another plus thing that you can bring, right, to them. So when you listen to this, you might be like thinking, oh my God, how, how, come you, how come you approach friendship like this with full of strategy, with full of tricks? I don't see it that way because I think this is an effective way to leverage your way through the group by virtue of this one person, this alpha individual, which of course the journey does not end there. Because at that point, that's for you to continue presenting yourself to other people, right? It's up to you to prove if you're worthy to be their friend. At the end of the day, if you're an asshole, you'll still be an asshole. It's just like social media. Now you have people's eyeballs on you. It's a matter of who you want to return the favor, right? And friendship is all about finding common values. So of course, you want to identify with people that you find a lot of resemblance, right? Similarity, or at least someone who you think would connect to you in a mental or spiritual level. So this is, I think, sometimes when people did it wrong. When they're so eager to make friends, they just want to say yes to everybody. They just want to accumulate as much context as possible, as many WeChats or as many what WhatsApp or Line. <laughs> 
Honestly speaking, I regard friendship similar as a date, when you want to hold your values very very clear in the beginning so that you can attract someone, somebody else with the same values, principle and you know living style, the way you have fun, something like that, right? Your hobbies, things that you like to do. In general, being a yes man is never a good move. You always have to select your friends because there's the saying, right? I don't remember the quote, but you are a representation of your inner circle, your friends. There's literally a verse in the Bible that says that if you make the wrong friends, you would be wrong. If they're retarded, you're most likely gonna be retarded. So don't be surprised when one day you found yourself, oh my god. So yeah, that's how I try to mingle. Obviously, there will be times when it is simply impossible to penetrate through them. Maybe you cannot find the alpha or maybe the alpha is too crowded by a lot of people and you just couldn't muster up the courage to go over and talk in front of the others. Sometimes you think they're the alpha, but they're really not. And then you meet some random people, random strange people. I mean, I I was there a lot of times, especially now. At this moment, I'm trying to expand my network. I joined a lot of public meetings, social events, trying to make friends here and there with the hope of getting potential speakers. <laughs> Even then, I still occasionally find social gatherings which I do not resonate with. They are simply not my fit. But yeah, I think this networking skill works in all stages of life. No matter if you're in school, if you're in work, usually in the office it will be more visible, easier to spot these people. They're more likely to be someone with a position, right? The manager or the director or at least the manager assistant, someone who, someone from your department who seemed to get the attention from manager or the director. Those are the people that you want to leverage. <laughs> That's the word. Again, it sounds very mischievous trying to take advantage of his quote-unquote connection. But well, what can I say, right? <laughs> this is what I do. If it works, it works. <laughs> but the bottom line is you genuinely want to be friends with this person. Not necessarily because of his connection only, but you want to make a good impression on him. You want to know if he will be a good fit to you. Of course, I have to emphasize again, these are just a strategy for you to work your way into the middle of the group to be able to get the attention that you want. If you feel that you're good without making friends, you're more of an introverted person, I can understand because this is a very extroverted approach. I don't have any perspective on how I would make friends as an introvert other than trying to repeat the basic same process which is to find people of some common interests some common values probably you'll do it more subtly i would assume sneaking up on a single person in the room and just bet your luck if he or she can be your first friend or something like that on the last note i just want to end this episode by saying after you got all the attention now it all comes down to how you are as an individual are you a good person do you think you can fit to other people and just having some basic conception of friendship you know sometimes people don't understand that having many friends means that you will be making more sacrifices on a monetary level you know when you hang out with them they ask you out to a mall to a cafe you know you'll be at least spending some money right to try to foster this relationship to keep it going even at the minimum level you will be spending time your precious time, your precious weekend. When you could have been sleeping, resting, you would find notifications. Hey, you wanna hang out? 
Of course you will like it at first, but can you sustain it? So that's why I think I made an episode in season one. There will be a time when you have to reassess your friendship and manage your friends. Keep the circle relatively small because I think we all want a more deeper connection rather than just superficial talks. You just want to skip all of that and get to the real beef. I want some meat. So yeah, what's the takeaway that I want to share in this episode is first, find the alpha. Second, when you are in a social event, keep in mind that you should at least talk to three people, your left, your right, and the one across. Third, be genuine, be yourself. Don't try to compromise yourself just to have more friends. It's really not worth it because point number four, the more friends you have, the more sacrifice you'll have to make. So be wise, manage it, kick out some if you think that's necessary. Okay, that will be the first episode of season two. I hope you like it. Next week, I'll be talking to my Indonesian friend who undoubtedly have massive network. She is very present in our current Indonesian community in Shanghai. So she definitely has a lot to talk about her life, her experience, living and working in China. Oh, and yeah, it's a she. So if that is something that you are interested in, keep track of next week episode. Same time, same schedule, every Sunday, 8 p.m. All right, I'll see you there. In the meantime, I hope you have a good day, have a good weekend, and an even better one ahead. Oops, this is me in post-editing. While I was working on the audio, I just suddenly thought of an additional resource. If probably one of you guys really have massive problems in making new friends, you can always refer to one classic book that I really like by Dale Carnegie, How to Make Friends and Influence People. I think you should probably hear it one way or another. It's a great resource that can enlighten you a little bit on what the other party is thinking when they're interacting with you and what they might or might not like. Just treat this as a bonus for listening up to the very end of the episode. (laughs) Alright, this is just my random post-editing tip of the day. Bye-bye.